the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 The Answer presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information from the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. I'm getting closer to my house. Call now. 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. Hey, it's Stephen Gaines and Ace Watana Suparp and Esther Muller sitting in for Dottie Takes all three of us to sit in for Dottie, who's still in London, and she'll be back next week. We're at 866-970-9622. If you have any questions, 866-970-9622. And Jay Berger is on the line. Hi, Jay. Good morning. How are you? Okay, good. Good morning good to morning, you. Good morning, Jay. Good morning. Now, Jay, you're an attorney, a real estate attorney. I am. And uh, you and Esther know each other. For many years. Yes, yes, we've had many, many, many stories and um, events happening, and I thought you would be a fabulous guest speaker and guest lecturer and guest storyteller. So we've had experiences where it was a nightmare, and I thought that our audience would learn a lot by doing things such as getting the right information. So, Jay, why don't you... Talk about some things that are recently going on. Nightmare. I want to hear a nightmare. Yeah, let's talk about a few nightmares. You know, we had one. All right, so. You know, when people decide to do renovation work, apart from the actual purchase of the real estate itself, it's probably the single biggest purchase they're going to make. They're going to be spending a lot of money, and very few people have had prior experience with renovation, and they get themselves into a lot of trouble. And uh, I'll try to start by giving a few examples of things. You know, you want to find a really good contractor, but please don't forget about the importance of architects and interior designers because those are the people who observe the work and kind of are a little bit of your eyes and ears on what's going on. So if perhaps things aren't going well with the contractor, they're the ones who are going to be pointing things out to you. So just to give you an example, sometimes people will find a contractor, and I'm not trying to malign all contractors, but just give you examples. They'll find a contractor who says, you know, I went to architecture school, but I never got my license, but I know what I'm doing. And they'll say something like, you know, we could open this room up. And what they mean by that is, let's just take this wall down. And an example, a true life example of that was somebody did that to open up the room and the crown molding on the wall fell with the wall with the person not thinking the crown molding is attached all around the room. 
So all of that fell down and was a tremendous mess and so difficult to replace. So that's that's just the start of some of these things. Can I tell you something, uh, Jay? This is really interesting. I'm having a new bathroom vanity put in. No big okay. deal, right? A bathroom vanity. You would right? think. You would think. So the contractor said to me, um, but you buy the sinks that you like and you buy the faucets that you like. I'm having two put in. There's one having two sinks put in. So I did that. I went out and I bought the faucets in the sink. And then somebody came to measure for the top and they said, there's not enough room for these faucets in the sink. Well, I didn't think about that. I didn't know to think about that. Exactly. That's exactly it. And that's why I'm underlining the importance of work with your interior designers and architects because they do measure things. That's kind of their skill set, among other things, to make sure that stuff fits. So, you know, we as regular consumers are looking at things and saying, ooh, that looks pretty. I want it. But you're not thinking, how does that all fit together? And how does that all fit together with your vanity? Because if your vanity has been custom made, somebody needed to do shop drawings with measurements to show all of that and then show how these things fit in. And the funniest example, but it wasn't funny to the person, was someone put in a stove and you couldn't open the door to the stove because there was a wall there. I had that happen. You had. I, did okay. I had a refrigerator. You couldn't open. The door. You had to. You had to uh, open the door to the refrigerator in order for the stove to open up all the way. So then all the heat from the stove went into the refrigerator, and they were very complacent about it. The construction guy, the people that put in the kitchen. This was in in my townhouse. They were very. Oh, don't worry. So you'll open up the refrigerator door, but so is there. There is no legal recourse, right? Because it's the. The, the buyer beware. It's, it's my fault for not having hired an architecture or looking into In that into particular it. instance, I have to say yes, because you need to pull a team together. And again, for people who are doing smaller renovations, I'm not trying to totally scare you, but on the on a appropriate level for the project you're doing, you need to have elements of all these people. They have a function, they measure things, they check it out, they know if it's appropriate. There may be things pertaining to the functionality of the faucets and stuff that need to be taken into account. Then you have flooring in the kitchen. It's like a huge puzzle. All this stuff has to fit together, and they're the ones who know better than you. Yes, and and the problems, especially in the co-ops and condos buildings, if you hire someone who is not properly licensed or had the proper experiences, and, and CJ and I know I had one time a nightmare of a painter who was hired who was asked to do some floor work, and um, he did the floor not having uh, the license, and um, a pump was burst into, and the building had to close down for a while, and it cost thousands and thousands and months and months later. Um, and that was because the proper license was not given. And sometimes owners of apartments think, oh, it's going to cost me less. Why don't you come in? Uh, don't tell anybody that you're my uh you know, you're my plumber, or you're my a painter, or you're my electrician. What kind of license do you need? Well, why to don't do a floor? Do you, is let there me a... let me 
let me jump in on that. It's not that you need a license for that per se, but let me jump in on, you've mentioned so many things that we need to touch on. You know that expression, penny wise, pound foolish? Mm -hmm. It applies to everyone no matter what income level. Even the richest people are like, I'll save a few dollars. So that's part of the problem. Now, the thing that I think um, Esther is alluding to is people who do renovations in homes, and homes include co-ops and condominiums, are supposed to have home improvement contractors' licenses. And they're not required by the building. In other words, your building doesn't police your project to make sure that that happens. But a lawyer would be telling you, if you have a lawyer giving you advice on the project, would tell you you need to have that license. Now, that doesn't mean you're a better contractor than anybody else, but it's another level of people observing and making sure that contractors do their work properly. Then there are other licenses, like if you're having electrical work done or plumbing, those licenses need to, to be there. And so all of that needs to be examined. And when you hire someone, you don't really know that they're a general contractor. You may have someone who previously has just installed tiles in a floor and says, you know, I really think I could take on a big project now. And they go after and get a big project. You don't know that they really know so much about how everything comes together. And that's what you can have as a problem, like what Esther alluded to, that someone who previously did a certain little segment of work was now saying, I can do this whole big job. And when people have problems, it can be really big problems because in a co-op building, you have so many neighbors. So if something goes wrong with the plumbing, for example, you can flood out four floors below you. And these things have happened. So yeah, We were talking about... Uh CJ, you had, uh, because some of our listeners are homeowners and not co-op or condo owners, you had some uh, recent uh, situation in, in a townhouse or in a house in Brooklyn. Do you want to speak sure, to that? Sure, I'd be happy to talk about that. So a nice gentleman came to me, and, you know, because he's been a hard worker all his life, he was able to buy as an investment property another two-family home just a brick two-family home in Brooklyn, and he rents out the couple of apartments to other people. So he noticed that he had a little problem with a leak. He called up a contractor, said, could you come fix the leak? And the contractor said, oh, we need to rip out all this. The famous, let's rip it all out. So he ripped out a whole bunch of bricks. And the guy still had leakage and noticed that he still that he had a leak in another area of the house. So the guy said, let's rip that out. And I said to him, was there any architect or engineer looking at what he did? You know, like, how do we know how he was putting this back together? Because he was just kind of doing his own thing with the brickwork. And he didn't have that. So he was really taking a chance on a job like this. And he had paid the guy a chunk of money, and then he paid him another chunk of money, and he still had a leak. So then he was coming to a lawyer to say, what do I do about this? And I'm sure many people listening to this would say, that happened to me. So you have to be very careful in vetting and checking out the people who do work for you. So you know what? Uh, you, some people just don't know what to look for. I didn't know how to vet when I hired somebody. Mm -hmm. I still don't in my big house out here. You know, you just 
hire somebody. I mean, the uh, the alarm company came. And they were going to put something in different. And I told him, drill the hole over there. And he, he didn't want to drill the hole over there for some reason. He chose another place. And I had a leak. It sprung a leak. It sprayed all over the room. It just, you know, so you don't either have to. And how was I to know that? Or It's, it's very difficult when you're doing that. Yeah, but I think, you know, with Google today and contractors and workmanship and your neighbors, I think to take the time and to get a few resources. And if you're going to hire someone, say, give me the last two clients and customers that you had that I can call People up for hate verification. That when they do that. Well, they hate I, that. you know, I hate more if my plumbing, uh, you know, went wrong. And if all of a sudden I had to go to an attorney because, you know, like we don't recognize the law doesn't recognize ignorance. So I think more than ever, it is an important part of whatever you do in the house to double check and triple check. I think it'll save a lot of time and effort. You know, before you go, because we do deals all the time, and not everybody knows how to use the Internet. And so I know you recently had a closing, and, and I'd like you to share it because I have so many clients who really just don't deal with the Internet can you give us that, lady? Sure, Ooh. sure, I can. You know, we all sort of assume today that everyone is familiar with the Internet and able to use it and all of that. But I had a recent closing of an, with an elderly lady, and she lived in another state. And the way closings work now, it's like so Internet-oriented so that if you were to say, okay, Jay, um, I'm going to have uh, a deal, I'm going to use you as my attorney, um, in two seconds, someone would send me the contract on the Internet. Boom, I have it. And then what I would do is I'd look at it and boom, I'd send it to the client, and the client would have it, and we can talk about it and all of that. And these things get signed and scanned, and it all happens on the Internet. The client that we're talking about didn't have the Internet, didn't use a cell phone, lived in another state. So I'm thinking, how am I going to be able to work with this lady? So uh, what I thought was, she lived in a big apartment complex, and they had a management office on the ground level. So I said, give me the phone number. Let me, let me call them. And I called them, and they allowed me to send things to them, and they could uh, send it back to me. And that just made all the difference. So they still had a fax machine, they had the internet, they had all the bells and whistles, and they didn't mind putting together a FedEx package. So all of that made this closing happen. And then it, they FedExed it to you, and then you went brought it over to the client. Oh, she lived in another state altogether. So then you would have to mail it to the client. Uh, well, in this particular case, yeah, they would download. If they downloaded the contract, she would come downstairs to that office physically. Pick she it was up, always downstairs in her nightgown. Right, and so, yes, in her nightgown. It, it was kind of funny because I'd call her and she'd say, you know, I didn't get dressed today. I don't really have to go out of the house. Let me get dressed and go down to that office. So <laughs> that's what she I, did. I want to ask you, CJ, about Titanic in, ba in the basement. What's Titanic in the basement? You know, sometimes I have very memorable matters that I've dealt with, so I, I give them names. Like another day we can talk about my fluffy pillowcase. But today, the example would be the Titanic. Someone had a brown house in Brooklyn, and when they went to buy the brown house, there was a little evidence of water that someone had covered over with a rug 
to make it less conspicuous. But that was really, in hindsight, a first uh, indication to the homeowners that there was a water problem. And so they had bought a brownstone, the pretty parlor level. That part was beautiful. But then what would be the basement level also opened out into the backyard. And the problem that we realized was they didn't have proper drainage. So this basement kind of filled up like a bathtub. And they had several different (laughs) doors throughout the basement. So it was almost like chambers in a submarine. So when there was a big water event, like, you know, one of those huge rainstorms, and they went to open up one of those doors, water came out like in the Titanic, like, all over the place. And so there are photographs of the children's toys floating in the water. Oh, God. Yeah. That's, that's, Did you, you win the case? Can you sue? It's not a question of, oh, that, that could be one. I didn't wind up handling that case when it went to litigation, but it certainly did go to litigation. Yeah. So unbelievable. So who won? Oh, the homeowner. The homeowner okay. won, but, you know, it was like a really hard thing. Mm. That's interesting that you you bring that up because everyone should know that when you you have a broker involved and if they know of some defect and it's being covered with you know a rug or something, they're responsible after the deal is done. It's called the latent defect that people know about, but they hide it. Well, so this, I want to ask the you. Worst example. So we should move on to another topic. But yeah, well, uh, uh, was it a latent defect when I sold my townhouse in the city that I couldn't open up the stove door unless the refrigerator door was open? No. Did I have to tell the buyers that? Oh, you're not the broker. You owned it. Uh, so the owner doesn't have to reveal. No, it's that? not a latent because in your walk through the apartment or when you looked at it, you should have opened up the refrigerator. You really? should have opened up the door. You should have been yes. I don't think people ever think. About doing that oh, we never. We, yeah. Of course, you open it up to take a look what schmutz there is. In. <laughs> oh, <laughs> or if somebody it's left the a turkey. <laughs> Everyone I does see. one before the closing. Is oh, that a legal never. term? In New York, it's a legal totally. term. Totally. In Manhattan only. <laughs> We're at 866-970-9622. Thank you, CJ. CJ, thank you so much. Thank and, you. P- and please come back, okay? Be delighted. Okay, thanks so Thank much. Thank you. Thank you. We're at 866-970-9622. She was fun. Lynn was fun. Ace is a yes. property investor, aren't you, Ace? I am, I am. So, you know, when you guys are talking about contractors, um, I usually always just ask my neighbors, right, because the best referral is usually someone that's used them before. So, you know, I, I really don't trust the Internet uh, in terms of reviews and things of that nature, but... I usually just ask people that have used the contract contracted before um, in the neighborhood. So. Hey, so I don't trust the Internet at all. I know people who find <laughs> doctors on the Internet and rehabs on the Internet, and it drives me crazy. Oh, it got four stars on Yelp. I mean, th- that's just insane. Yeah. I think your idea, by the way, about asking neighbors is very, very, yes. very good. Ace, I want to ask you while we're on contractors, I'd love yeah. if you can talk about a little bit the important subject of financing a renovation or when someone buys, how they can show the price of what they bought and then you can finance the renovation. Can we talk on that? It's such a big issue. Yes, of course. So um, this happens a lot out east. Um, near the Hamptons, um, even in Long Island, where a lot of folks are purchasing land and they want to build on the land, right? So um, the, I guess in regards to the bank, 
we call it construction to perm. So Con- we can actually say again. Take, Ace is called construction. It's called construction to perm. So it's almost like construction to permanent, right? So but, but, you're buying. Can we come back to this subject? Yeah. But we still have thirty more seconds to go we before do. we before we lose it. But okay, I, I don't, I'm still not understanding those words. Construction to perm. What yeah, we- construction to permanent. I can explain right after the break, um, Stephen. So. Okay, so nobody go away. We're on 866-970-9622. And at the, uh, the half hour, we're going to have a New York City doorman on the line. Ace, hang in there. We'll be right back to you. Everybody hang in there. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Hey, it's Stephen Gaines sitting in for Dottie Herman, but Esther Muller is here, and so is Ace What's on a Super. Ace, I uh, don't know if you remembered uh, last week, I think Jerry and I had a discussion about a woman who rented her house in Massachusetts, I think it was, and when she moved back in, she found out that they had used the house to make porn movies, professional porn movie maker. Yeah, and I that, remember. Do you remember that? And that there were yes. 20 different porn movies made. And what she did was she sat through all 20 porn movies, God bless her, and because she had her artwork up, and they kept on moving her personal artwork from room to room to room, I guess, I don't know, to, you know, to dress up the house. And she sued. And she I don't think I don't people know. were focusing on 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 the artwork, Jeff. Um, <laughs> so, um, I'm just saying, you know, I'm not sure how, how much focus was on the artwork, Jeff. Okay, but that's how that's how I think she was going to say people would know it was my house and it would hurt the price of the house <laughs> because they saw my artwork on the wall. Well, I got another one for you. Okay, there was a house here in the Hamptons in Montauk. Okay. That is now on the market for $21 million. So it's not, it's a compound. It's a major compound in Montauk, 5,500 square foot home, a 2,400 square foot guest house. Gosh, it's a big guest house. You can have a lot of guests there. And an infinity pool and 300 feet of ocean. And guess what? Last year it was rented out to Tinder. Do you know what wow. Tinder is? Yeah, it's Tinder, a dating app. Getting, it's a dating app, but, and it's, it's just a dating app. But you can meet people there just for, you know, liaisons. <laughs> to oh, say. Really? And, yes, and they rented out the house and that and, and everybody who went on Tinder could go to this house. You were allowed to go to this house. And, and uh spend time in each room or in the uh I guess in each in each room. It uh it uh, it's let's see what it says. Uh there were uh, ocean views, a heated gunite infinity pool, a hot tub and outdoor shower, and there were big Tinder parties there. And uh, Tinder rented out the compound last year and drew outrage from neighbors over the raucous parties that they uh, threw. And they were finally evicted. Now the real estate investor who owns the house has put it on the market for $21 million. Do you have to disclose that the house was used as a party house? No. I don't think so. I don't I mean, think so. First of all, if you have a, it depends again, my favorite word. If you have a client who likes parties, then by all means, tell them all the parties that went on. But if you like somebody who doesn't want parties, 
Well, swingers well. parties or something. Is that a, I, I, well, I don't know the uh, site. Ace, you know Tinder better. Yeah, would you explain? Do you it? know better? <laughs> Why, Ace, do you know Tinder better? Let's I, talk I about it. I have no idea. I don't know. She's swipe left and you swipe right here, so I'm not sure. But um, oh, he knows the know. swipe. Come on. Swipe left means no good. Swipe right means keep them. I think exactly, exactly. You know. I mean, I mean, look. You know, I, I think it's it's just generation to generation, right? And I think. Um, you know, the younger generation, there's so many dating apps now. Um, but, you know, going back to Esther's point in regards to, you know, I think it all depends on the situation, right, Stephen? I, I mean, if you're if you're into, you know, I mean, if you're into porn, you might love that apartment. If you're into, you know, partying, you might love the house, house. As, as a party house, you know? So yeah. I, I think it all depends on everyone's preference um, when it comes to buying a home and, and whether you should disclose or not. And, and I think to Esther's point, use it to your benefit. If you know someone doesn't love parties, you know, as long as you keep the house immaculate and you can't even tell that there was a party there, I think you're fine. I think you're okay, you know. So. Well, I, I bought a party house out here. Your uh, house is a party yeah, house, my house definitely. Is, no, it's not because it just looks like a Playboy no, house, a, but the, the man owned a bar out here who built the house. And he built the house so when the bar closed at 4 o'clock in the morning, he could invite everybody else back to the house. And your house lends wow. to a party because it's a huge kitchen. There are, People can congregate around. They didn't around. use the kitchen. No, but they didn't have a choice. <laughs> the kitchen is where the family, the dining, your entire space, your whole first well, floor. I have an idea. People were in the hot tub, the swimming pools, oh, and they? all four of the bedrooms. Yes. Wow. Even in, Stephen, I uh, have to visit. I haven't been at your place That's why yet. Stephen bought the house, actually. No, it's not. Uh, Come actually, on, that turned, no, that turned You're me turning off very red. much. About, I can see this. Uh, well, it turned me off very much. About the house. And then also, I, I would run into people, and they would say to me, uh, did you buy Bill Higgins' house? And I, okay. I went to a great party there, and then they would tell me the yeah. details, and I think, oh my God, that's yeah. just terrible. And then about the fifth person said that to me. I thought I'm the only one that didn't go to a party in my own house. So it, was, it, was so it added value. It was an added value. Well, maybe. And <laughs> then big. the washing machine delivery man came up on a new washing machine, and this great big fat guy was rolling the washing machine. He said, I can't believe I'm back in this house. And I said, please tell me you didn't come to a party in this house he said no i came here to buy cocaine oh, oh my god it, oh my god now that's a so, different issue that's a that legal drugs issue. are being sold out of yeah, house? drugs is drugs is a different is that fair disclosure do you think the broker should have said to me maybe the broker didn't know you no know. they didn't know they didn't know they don't know this fair disclosure rule is 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 really uh is but really if you went into google which you don't believe in obviously i believe in google it could tell you some things about the house Oh, about no, the I mean, house? if it was publicized or, you know, something happened in the house and there was publicity on it, it's it's there to, for people to read. On another issue, on another subject, uh, we talked a couple of weeks ago, last week ago, that there's a completely burned out house in San Jose, California, which is Silicon Valley, all near all that Silicon Valley stuff. People are absolutely desperate for housing. And that's why it was, it's still such a big issue about where Amazon is going to put their new headquarters. Because yeah. they, imp go ahead, Ace. No, no, no. Um, I was agreeing, Stephen. It's, it's big news. You know, everybody's, um, every city, is trying to make a bid for Amazon to um, put the next headquarters in because it's going to stimulate um, not only the, the economy in that specific city, but um, it's exciting, you know, with with uh, Amazon coming in. But I believe there's two two big cities now that's um, sort of in the race right now. I believe Texas is one because it's more central. 
um, to, um, I guess, the United States. And I believe um, Detroit is actually in the runnings, too. So. Well, what it does is it could bring in five or 10,000 people sometimes right. with their wives and yeah. children, and they all need apartments. Yeah, look what Google did, you know, when it came to yeah. New York City. Exactly. It with, uh, and, and that's what happened. That's, that's why in San Jose last week, a completely burned out household for $800,000. Now, this week, this week, a condemned house with holes in the roof and mildew in the pipes sold for $1.23 million. Wow. In the San Francisco Bay. And, and guess what? It, 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 there was a bidding war. It was only listed for a million dollars, and it closed to $230,000 over asking. There are so many 20-year-old millionaires in the area that it really doesn't surprise me, said the broker. So I love this. So I want to go back. Hey, so in a situation like that, the financing on that burnt house or on that house they're buying is a program that you guys must have. Yeah, I, I mean, um, you know, in regards to the burnt house, um, you know, you mentioned earlier, Esther, um, they can do what we call a construction to perm, where they're just buying pretty much the land, right? So assuming the house is burnt down, there's nothing there, they can actually hire a contractor and an architect, draw up the drawings, and then give the bank the final values. So the contractor will say, well, right now you're buying it for 800000 there's really no shell there. If we if we lend you an additional five hundred thousand on top of eight hundred, then the value will be one point three million after all the finishes. So now the bank will lend off of the one point three million value, and you can put down twenty percent off of the one point three, which will which will then allow you to finance the whole thing. With will your bank do that? Do you do that? Yeah. Yes, so what do you do. what do you, what do you do is you hire a, an architect, you go to the bank with the plans, and you say, this yeah. is what I'm going to do with you the hire, property? Yep. You, you hire the architect, and you go to the bank um, with the plans. Um, obviously, the contractor has to be a licensed contractor. Uh, we'll send out an appraisal um, after everything's been built. So it's based off of specs, based off of plans, and then there's one appraisal, appraisal at the end to confirm that the value is um, let's just say it's $1.3 million after everything's all said and done, then we'll appraise it, and then we'll finance the um, the construction based off of the appraised value, which is hey, the final problem. And you can do that in Manhattan or in the Bronx or Brooklyn, anywheres with a piece of property? Yeah, we do that a lot in Brooklyn, too, Esther. So a lot of these um, smaller developments, uh, we definitely help you know these um, individual investors build one family, two families, so it's it's a great program. It's 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 an amazing tool if you know how to utilize it. So so if you're buying a wreck and you want to buy an apartment and you need to spend three four hundred thousand dollars in renovation, can you incorporate that separate mortgage? Yes, yes, of course. That's, Perfect. Um, that's what the program is built for. So so for those of you who are listening Citizens and are Bank. thinking. Citizens Bank. Ace, how do people reach you at Citizens Bank? Oh, they can email me at ace.w at citizensbank.com. Ace.w at citizensbank.com. They yeah, can email a lot easier, right, Stephen, than putting my whole last name there. So Yes, <laughs> although I, I love your I love your last name, actually. I like saying Watana Suparp. It rolls off my tongue, and I, I, mean, I think it's, perfect, it's a cool name. I mean, it's perfect, Stephen. I mean, you should say it every week. You know, I, so. I'll I'll try. We could make a song out of it, but it's Ace <laughs> dot W 
at citizensbank.com. Citizensbank so, is yeah, so word. don't be discouraged when you see a house and it needs a lot of renovation. You'll be able to find a way to finance it with Ace. Marie uh, from the Bronx, do not go away. We're just going to take a very brief uh, break here. A message from all of you. You're listening to Eye on Real Estate with uh, Stephen Gaines, Ace Watsana Suparp, and uh, Esther Muller. Don't go away. We'll be right back. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Hey, it's Stephen Gaines sitting in for Dottie Herman. I'm here with Ace Watana Suparp and Esther Muller. And Marie from the Bronx is on the line. Hello, Marie. How are you today? Uh, Fine, thank you. I just want to make a correction. It's not the Bronx. I'm from Brooklyn. Oh, it says BK, so I love the Brooklyn. Oh, no, it's, it's, from uh, the Brooklyn. <laughs> okay, I'm from the Sunset Park Bay Ridge area. I've lived here for maybe 25 plus years. I'm looking forward to find out what's the best place to look for a senior residential area. I don't know if there's, there's a difference between senior housing or senior residential, or that they call it different names. I'm looking for something new, maybe. I've lived here, I've lived here so, for such a long time that I'm used to the area already. But, uh, Do you own? I don't know anything's coming up. No, I Do- don't. I live in a private home. I've rented all, all this time. You rented all this time? I think Esther uh, has some ideas. Uh, well, I'm a girl okay. who came from Brooklyn at one time, but... Um, I, you know, I'm not sure um, that uh, I have the right information, but I would love to do a little bit of research for you and to find that exactly. So give me a little bit more of an idea as to what it is that you're looking for in terms of services. Do you mind? Maybe you want to talk about how old you are so we have other listeners who can hear. Uh, yes, what- I'm, I'm 65. Or I turned 65. Okay. Uh, so... I look at problem walking sometimes. I walk with a cane. I walk slow. Uh, stairs is a, kind of a hardship, but I still do them. Uh, I mean, I can walk. I'm not, so sometimes I have a little, my balance is a little off sometimes. But uh, um, I'm, I've been lived here for many years, and I was, I was, I've been thinking about maybe wanting to maybe live, go and live into a senior uh, residential. I don't, I don't know about housing. I don't know what's the difference. I don't want to be... I don't want to go in the, the. I don't know. I never live really in uh, areas where they've been kind of shady, like. Sorry. Yeah. I don't understand that. I can understand. Yeah, that. I, right. yeah. I. Uh, so I never live in areas where they kind of, uh, you know, not uh, not safe in a way. I don't know what to say. Right. So you want the services that would take care of some of your needs? Is that right? Yes, because yes, what, yes. you're right about senior housing and senior residential. You know, there are things such as gated communities where people have bought and then maybe you can rent because it sounds like you you rented and you were probably a wonderful tenant to someone who owned this uh, two family house you live in. Yeah, I'm, I'm the only tenant. I'm the only tenant. OK, so you've been a good tenant for a long time. How long have you been in that house? Uh, I think it's going to go on like 25 or plus. So you have wow. a good background and a good record. And what you might want to do is find out if there are any 
uh, gated kind of community or residential ownership of people as so that in the senior housing uh, so that you can have the services to provide for you. And um, Esther, I, do you think that there is a, a senior real estate brokerage or company? I do know of someone. I know of someone. Uh, yeah, her name is the first name is Marilyn. But I'm going to get you the information. Uh, if uh, yeah, Marie, Marie, I, I, th- Marie, I think yeah. oh, Marie, what we need. Oh to yes, Carpoff affiliates. Would you? Carpoff affiliates. Well, we're going to send this to you. Marie. Do you have an, an email address? Don't give it on the air. But do you have an email address? Marie? Yes, I do. Yes. Well, when yes. Wick, when when you get off the line now, please stay on the line, and the engineer is going to take down your email address, and we are going to send you this information and also answer it on the air. Okay, Marie. Okay, I have and, another um, question. I'm, I'm going to say, I have another question. Sure, hang on, George, but go ahead, Marie, please. Yeah, I uh, I want to know. I had applied for bankruptcy back in 2012. Oh, 13, I think, is when I got approved. Now, Chapter 7, now, how do I know what my uh, my uh, score is? I never, They never sent me a letter. I don't know what my score, what my, my credit score is. I never really, how do I find out what my credit score is at this point? Ace? So, uh, Marie, it's really easy. Um, they have what's called, um, you know, my, there's so many different sites, but if you go to freecreditscore.com, um, you'll be able to run your credit. And um, you'll know, you know, what your, I guess there's three credit boroughs, right? Your Experian, your Equifax, and your TransUnion. Um, so you can just go to free credit, um, you know, creditreport.com, and you'll be able to run, run your credit and get a report there. And spell that. It's free. It's one word. F-R-E-E credit, C-R-E-T-I-D.com, or freecreditreport.com. Freecreditreport.com. Dot com. So I have to get... I have to get the score from all three of them. Is there one that I no? They'll give get? you all three. They'll give you all three. They'll give you all three. So I need to get all three of them to of the scores. So they're all different scores, or there's only one score. There's um. There's usually three scores, and um. You know, um each, correct. So you so you get all three scores with running your credit. So which one is the one that's most important? Which one should I worry about? The best one is, is the, the most important. <laughs> so so, so if you're it, it depends on, on what you're um, looking to do, right? So if you're looking to um, take out a loan, whether it's a car loan, whether it's a mortgage, they'll look at your middle score. Um, so, you know, okay. if there's three scores, they'll always take the median score. So that's the score that they'll use. Marie, leave your uh, email address with the uh, with the engineer, and we will get back to you and help you and give you some direction on the right place to go. Is that Okay. Yes, it's okay. Please do that, Thank Marie. You. We're gonna we're gonna take another phone call, but leave your email and we'll help you out. I promise you. Thank you for calling, George from New York City. Yeah, thank you for taking my call. I'm, I'm new at the real estate biz. Uh, I have a rent stabilized apartment in Manhattan, which I will keep forever. But I love skiing, and I want to move out to uh, the west um, to the Reno Sparks Carson City area. And it's right near the Sierras. And so I'm not sure whether I should go out and rent someplace because I want to check to see if I really actually want to live there on longer stay. Or should I buy? 
And how do I find a rental? Well, there for there I are two issues. One is never buy somewhere you haven't rented first and tried out the place. Okay. It's like okay. buying a pair of pants you haven't tried on. So that's the first thing. The second thing I want to ask, and Esther can answer this, is he has a rent-stabilized apartment. What happens if he moves somewhere else? They're gonna He's going to lose it. That is such a great question. Are you aware, George, that... There are rules and regulations about a rent-stabilized apartment that you have, and I know it's probably fabulous and you have a good rental, that uh, you need to be a primary, your prime residency has to be in that apartment. Are you aware of this? Uh, yes, I've attended a few meetings at, in the uh, area on rent and the problems that occur with rentals and rent-stabilized apartments, but I would like to keep it Manhattan or New York as my primary residence. Okay, but so I just think. Use the, yeah, go ahead, please. So, so you want to use your house in the West if you decide you want to buy as, you know, a fun place to go and as a uh, holiday and vacationing kind of place. Is that it? Yes, yeah, like someone would go out to the Hamptons. I would go okay. there. Okay. So I winter. think Steve is, yeah, so Steve is right. Um, rent something, see how you like it, uh, get to know the area, and then um, I would definitely. Rent first. Okay. And, and I what will happen find to rentals his... through it? No, he can go on a vacation. He doesn't he have to. He can own some, something sure. somewhere else? Is sure. there no amount of time that he has to live in? Yes, the... there is. There is an amount. Of, I think it's a certain like 180 days. Like we're six months about. of the year? Yeah, but he's talking about like, you know, like I live in Manhattan, but I also have a home in the Hamptons. So but it's you're a not vacation. in rent controlled. But he has to be he's aware. Not rent, he's rent stabilized. Rent stabilized. He has to be aware of whatever the rules and regulations are, so he doesn't lose that apartment. What did they tell you in your building? Your rules are. Uh, well, I guess it, I, what I remember is just it has to be your primary residence, and if it is, correct, then you can lose the apartment. Correct, yeah. but you have to spend that's a certain amount of time. In fact, that's how I got my apartment, because somebody used to live here. She lost the apartment because it wasn't her primary residence. And so the landlord gave me the lease. So it worked right. out. That was many, many years ago. Um, but uh, So for, to, for rentals, I can go to a real estate agent or use sure. the Tulia? Hmm? Sure, sure. Uh, we don't like Tulia. I, uh, oh, that stuff no. is, is never I would the go, truth. Go to yeah. an agent. I would go to an agent and look for an agent whose name you see or her name you see advertising that location that you particularly like. And so okay. you'll know. Yeah, and then call them and interview them. How many have you rented? Where do you rent? How long have you been here? What? Uh, and you'll, you'll get a sense of someone who, who can advise you properly with the right knowledge. George, ask them these questions that Esther just told you. Really, interview the real estate agent, interview. all of you, yeah. everybody out there, whether you're going to buy or rent or anything. You have every right to know. How long have they been in the business? Have they done stuff there before? Have they rented in these buildings? You find out anything you can from them. All right, that sounds good. I was thinking of Airbnb, but that's only for a short term, and it cost, would cost too much uh, for an extended time. I, I don't right, want to sleep on somebody else's sheets. And, uh, George, yeah. you want to sleep on somebody else's sheets and to drink out of I mean, <laughs> I, I hate Airbnb. I mean, I'm very 
particular, but I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't do that in a million years. It serves a purpose for some people, you know, like different strokes for different folks. In your particular situation, find a good rental agent in the particular location you want and just be aware of one important aspect. Find that in your building. Find that how many days a year you must spend in your apartment, your primary home, in order to qualify to have that privilege. Because the landlords in some of these buildings look for the people who leave the apartment, spend a lot of time somewhere else because there's nothing better than for them to try to get your apartment and get higher market value. So before you do anything, just find out how many days you have to spend there. Is that what happens? It goes to market value? Yes. If there's not a percentage that they can raise it. Just boom, goes to market value. Pretty much. Right. Yeah, right. George, you don't want what happened to the lady who left the apartment to happen to you. Right, exactly. So, no, no, well, I've had, uh, a, I've had a good yeah. time today. And, thank uh, you very much. Thank you, George, thank you for, for calling. calling. You know, and... Uh, Dottie will be back next week. Ace, what's on the Supart? Thank you so much for your cooperation. And also, Esther Muller, you have been terrific. It's your pleasure. My pleasure. Always a great time. Call me, Ace. Thanks so much. Have a good weekend, everybody. See you next week. Thank you, guys. Bye. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.